Welcome to the 4Fanboys Podcast, where we talk about movies, video games, and all other types of media. I'm Nick. I'm Joshua. I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. So today we are going to be talking about um, our favorite music in different categories, such as video game soundtracks, TV and movie openings and soundtracks, maybe some anime openings, and that sort of thing. Does anybody have any music stuff that they would like to open up with? Uh, maybe I can. Let me just look at my list real fast. And I feel like one uh, video game I feel like is kind of known for its music is the Yakuza franchise, which one of the big things is the karaoke minigame, where they have songs specifically written for the games. Like, I think anybody heard of this meme, Baka Mitai? That's actually the only thing I know about the Yakuza yeah. series is that song. Dame Dame. It's the entire Dame reason I got into the series. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I've, se- I've definitely seen the memes with that, which was that was an interesting one because if you remember, there were people making like deep fake videos of people singing the song too. Yes. One which was fa- an interesting trend. Yeah. One of my favorite ones was uh, f- I think the video was called Fred's New Catchphrase. It was like a scene I think from the movie where each character was saying their catchphrase in his private voice, and when it got to Fred, it just did the deep fake of him singing Baka Mitai. I don't really know any of the other music from that or anything, but I do know some of the memes. It, yeah. the, the games definitely have excellent meme potential, which yes. is great. Uh, other songs I like, which are from the same game, Yakuza 0, which is the prequel to the first game, are Judgment Shinpan, which is a very nice rock-type music, uh, 24-Hour Cinderella, which is sang by Majima, everyone's favorite uh, psychopathic character. And it's like a very, it's a love song. Uh, As You Like, which is a very interesting song because it's not a karaoke song. It's a song that's played while you're dressing up your girls for a cabaret club. And it's a very, like, soothing song sung by a woman while you're playing a dress-up. It's not dirty. No, but... it's not. <laughs> yeah. no, it's not. I should have mentioned that. It's not dirty at all. Uh, it has it's that song is also written completely in English by Japanese people, so there is a bit of English like bad grammar in it, not a lot, but and you can actually understand that it's in English, which is pretty good. Also, the spin-off series Judgment, which interestingly enough does not have karaoke because the main actor in Japan he is an actual singer, and they would have to pay him more if he would sing. So the only really two songs I can think of from that series are the two opening songs, like from the first Judgment game. Arpeggio, I don't know how to pronounce that, by Alexandros. It's a really good dramatic song. And opening and the other and the opening of the second game, Lost Judgment, is Razen Razen or Rasen, which is Japanese or Spiral, you know, like the Rasenga, uh, by John Yakitori featuring a duo, which is basically an anime opening, is the best way to describe it. Hold on, you say featuring, featuring a duo. Yeah, A-D-O. Oh my God. She is one of my favorite Japanese artists She's right now, actually. She's probably actually my favorite Japanese artist. Yeah, uh, on her, I, it's on YouTube. They actually posted the full music video that they ma- made of it featuring, like, scenes from the game. The song is actually really good. Like, really, yeah, really good. Yeah, almost all Ado songs are actually amazing. And they and, had her in the the One Piece Red uh, okay. soundtrack. And it's she spelled a A-D-O, right? Yes. Okay, then, yeah, it's the same person. And it's actually, like, and it is like really good, and it is basically an uh, anime opening, which is funny because the first one is more dramatic, not really like a just. It doesn't feel like an anime opening. The first one is just showing the characters like standing dramatically, and then they like fade into dust. The second one is very traditional anime opening. Is there anything else anybody want to mention? 
No, that's it. Thanks for coming to the podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I meant like I could go on, but I just don't know if there's anything anybody wants to say off of that or anything anybody wants to mention. Well, I guess we'll keep on the trend of video game soundtracks for now. So one one that's had a recent resurgence for some reason i'm not really sure why but metal gear rising revengeance uh, got really popular again this year and that one has such a good soundtrack all the songs are so good and also again very good for memes it was uh written by the it was composed by the same composer for toontown really yeah wow also i love those songs because they really uh reflect the characters about like sundowner's theme He's uh basically the straight up evil guy. He doesn't have a reason for what he's doing. He just know he just likes to do it. And his song is basically about uh like a wasteland where everyone's killing each other. But call the song self calls that paradise, since he loves to fight and loves war. And just if you actually listen to lyrics, it all really reflects the people like themes are about. Yeah, rules of nature is pretty good. That's the one where you fight all like the robot bosses. That's when the music plays. The Metal Gear. There's oh, there was another one, that was another like iconic one that you see in a lot of stuff, but I can't remember what it Standing was called. Standing here. Standing here. Yeah, I think it's. Standing I don't remember here. what it's called, but that that's another really popular one. Yeah. Or how about the song about the guy accepts with memes? What was it called? Huh? You I, know the guy who's like memes are the future. Memes control Monsoon. the world. Yeah, Monsoon, his song. His theme. Oh, I don't know. I honestly didn't get very far into the game before I forgot that I was playing. I keep getting distracted by other games constantly. But it's such a good game, and it's so short. Like, really short. Yeah, well, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I played at least the first few levels. I did not realize while you were in, like, blade mode or whatever that you could look around. (laughs) So I was having a little trouble. A lot of people seem to have that same problem. It doesn't really tell you that you can do it. On the bottom corner of the screen it shows like a little icon it's like move the stick to look around but it's like uh, very know. small i don't remember seeing that i mean i'm playing it on pc so maybe it's a little different maybe i think i was using mouse and keyboard too okay if you're using mouse and keyboard i was about to say if you're using a controller uh during blade mode if you want to be more precise what i do is i put the controller down and i grab the sticks like with my index finger and my thumb you yeah. like pinch the sticks. yeah right? i like pinch them and it gives me better control over it when i'm in blade mode for when you're supposed to be more precise. Oh, well, I don't think that'll work on my yeah. mouse. Yeah, Maybe. but it's a mouse. I mean, it's pretty precise already. I mean, I don't know how ethical it is, like, strapping a mouse down onto a keyboard and forcing it to move your character, but, you know, that's just me. No, yeah. that's, how your, that's how your mouse gets a workout. But hearing, like, the songs happening during boss battles, it, it just makes the fights, like, much more enjoyable, like, much more, like, intense and Yeah, absolutely. Climactic. I think the music really can elevate the experience and i think the music in that game is dynamic which means as you progress in the boss battle it slightly changes or goes to certain points to make sure the epic part in the music matches yeah. up with the epic parts of the epic parts of the fight yeah it definitely does that like, you can kind of notice it during certain parts like transition over to like a more intense part of the song like in the very first fight with metal gear ray when you start like hopping up on the missiles and junk i think the music transitions there i really do like when video games do that because it just adds more intensity it like adds more immersion because you're playing to the beat of the song and like focusing on the song as you fight so it ends up kind of pulling you in to make you more focused on it it's just a really good time i think dark souls did it too yeah that's another one that i really like 
Um, most of the boss music is really sick. It's so great. I and feel, each boss has like their own themes. I honestly feel like a music is really good for like video game bosses. Could really like elevate the boss. Mario did the same thing, I think, with the music. I, I think I heard this, but it's like I've, they made it like a certain way. Like even the music like matches how Mario moves or something. Like as you move, it kind of. I forget exactly how it was worded. Josh, you might have heard about something like this. I actually haven't, which is I, kind of funny because I actually play Mario games and Kyle really doesn't. I want to say it was Odyssey they did that. Like, they do something with the music to match. Like, if you jump, it does something. If you move, like, it's a lot more, like, I, I forget. I think I know what you're talking about, where they make sure the music kind of moves with Mario. Yeah. So it's like their own version of dynamic music, kind of. Yeah. All I know about uh, Mario Odyssey is that the boss music when you fight that giant dragon was really good. And the theme of the game, Odyssey. Superstar? Like, yeah, Superstar. It is really good. That is, that was sung by, uh, the, or the sing, they had the singer uh, voice Pauline in that game, right? Yeah. And fun fact, in the English version of the game, in one of the later worlds, there's a radio on the ground. If you get close to it, you can listen to the Japanese version of the game. Also, if you're using a Japanese copy of Mario Odyssey, it'll be the English version of the song instead on the radio, which is kind of cool. That is pretty cool, actually. Speaking of Mario music, there's one Mario series that I just love the soundtrack of. Mario and Luigi uh, RPG series. Uh, uh, I don't know if anybody ever plays it. It, uh, Basically, you play as both Mario and Luigi. The A button controls Mario. The B button controls Luigi. Uh, it's really cool, like, fast-paced uh, turn-based action where you have to dodge the enemy's attack instead of just tank it. So it's pretty cool, more fast-paced than other, uh, other turn-based action games. Also, the music is really good. It's All the music is written by Yoko Shimomura. I have no idea if I pronounced her name right, though. She- I would say it's probably pronounced Yoko Shimomura. I'm, Yoko I'm Shimomura? Yeah, if, if that's, yeah, probably Shimomura. It's spelled S H I M O M U R A. Are those the uh, the Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga and Bowser's Inside Story? Yes. Okay. Yeah. She also wrote music for Final Fantasy, uh, Kingdom Hearts, Xenoblade, basically almost every single major RPG series. She wrote music for. Ooh, Final Fantasy. What is it? Battle on the Bridge. Oh boy, a bunch Battle of games I never played before. Is so good though. That is such a good theme. Final Fantasy overall has some absolute amazing music um final fantasy 4 i'm biased that was my first final fantasy game and the soundtrack to that like it's probably the nostalgia but it was so amazing i anytime i hear music from that game i'm like yeah that's my childhood there all right so kyle if you had to pick one game that had like your favorite video game music what would you pick uh one game i guess well not like your favorite game but just a game that is near and dear to you for its music um, I guess Halo has really good music. Oh, yeah. I can't Mar- believe I don't have Halo on my list. Modern Warfare 2, and basically a lot of the Call of Duty, mainly, I guess, Modern Warfare 2 and Black Ops 2 have really good music. I got to circle back to Halo, though, because yeah. I feel like every theme that they use in Halo is top-notch. Yeah. Like, like the main menu theme, just go on there. And well, at least it was. It's just not the same since Martin O'Donnell left, though, is it? No, that's no. what I was just about to say. I know the ODST main menu music. That's like you see that a lot, like on like not just like memes, not like as funny things, but like you'll see that posted 
as like uh ambience music like they'll put rain sound effects over it yeah i've actually uh, yeah i see that on youtube sometimes as a live stream like halo 3 odst ambient music and stuff the the game is very atmospheric and the music helped a long way towards that i feel like the music also really matches the story too like how like serious the story is and about how you're basically fighting a like a cult so the music sort of sounds like gorian chant almost and it's so cool how they have so many different genres throughout, but they all mesh so well together into one game. Yeah. Like, you'll have, like, chugging guitars and then go to an orchestral soundtrack, then, again, like, the singing. Right. It all just goes together so well. It does. Like, have you guys ever seen those videos where people, like, go in the bathroom and sing the theme, or this one person go in in the church and sings it? Yeah, I, I have. I saw someone Boy singing in the drum or sewer. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. anywhere that has like a high reverb. But can you really say since like since Halo Reach, has there been another Halo game where you feel like the music has enhanced the experience, or was the music just kind of there? I mean, considering I really can't think of any specific songs from Halo Four, Five, or Infinite. I think you might be right. Yeah, and I we played Infinite relatively recently. I can't even remember any of the music at all. I mean, it's, it's kind of a shame because, again, like I'm saying, music really elevates it. Like, a good soundtrack can make a good game great, in my opinion. Oh, my God. You know what I just remembered? Didn't Breaking Benjamin do a song for Halo 2? Yes. Yeah, Blow Me Away. Oh, that's great. Although, on Halo 2 Anniversary, they replaced it with something else. But if you flip it back to the original Halo 2, I think it starts playing the original song really? yeah oh i was gonna say i thought oh maybe it's for uh like you, you know copyright reasons and too expensive but turns out still there though may i mean copyright can be really complex so maybe there could be a reason why when you switch to the original graphics for halo 2 it'll play it but when you are in the new graphics it won't maybe it's copyright maybe it's artistic decision i'm not really sure they did the same thing on the level where you're chasing down that dude and the banshee and that like oh yeah the, the, the weird floating yeah. city thing oh yeah like the game the game um yeah the, the music goes playing during that also changes for anniversary i do really want to quickly circle back to mary and luigi because i really do love the soundtrack uh in the finale i mean wait in the fu- final it used to be called they changed the name to a grand finale is one of the best video game songs of all time it's the final boss theme of bowser's inside story and it is seriously amazing like it just gets you really hyped up and for the ending theme to the first game superstar saga is like a really nice grand piano theme it sounds very dramatic partners in time is more of a uh, like the main instrument seems to be like a sad violin which is Kind of weird story. It's more sad music, but it's really good and it's really atmospheric. Uh, the most upbeat one is probably Dream Team. I really, it, it's a really fun tune and again gets you pumped up. Paper Jam is more deeper and a little slower, makes it feel more dramatic. And that's basically everything I have to say about that series. Okay, just, so I really like it. We just mentioned copyright. It reminded me in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game, which is actually surprisingly really good. They have a bunch of classic like music. From the 80s, I believe, because that's when Quill was taken into space, I believe, right? Right. Um, they, to avoid like any like losing any songs to copyright or if you're streaming, they made up their own band called Star-Lord, which is where he got his name, and they made their own music. So instead of using the actual like real-life songs, 
you can switch to the Star Wars music. Sounds, and it's like really good. That sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah it's it's great when games include features like that um, to help out the streamers. Although, the other week, this was a thing where I was saying there was a game with accessibility options that were amazing, and I couldn't remember it. I don't remember if I remembered it at that point, but it was Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, I'm pretty okay. sure. Yeah. Um, the accessibility, they have very comprehensive accessibility options, and it's fantastic. So I gotta say, the one game series that has music that influenced my life the most has gotta be the Tony Hawk Pro Skater series. Uh, it was just a very punk ska rap metal soundtrack and to this day maybe 75 percent of the music i listen to is music either from the tony hawk games or that has been suggested to me while listening to the songs from the tony hawk games wow i heard like the music and like tony hawk games are pretty good and i'm so happy that when they did the uh the better remake of uh the tony hawk pro skater games that they were able to keep most of the songs and then add new ones it's oh, such a good soundtrack. Oh, that's nice. It's really nice when they could keep the songs, like, you know, because with music, copyright, again, is very fickle. Like, it's very strict, too. I will make just a quick comment that I do think uh, copywriting, like, a streamer or a Let's Player, because you can vaguely hear the music in the background, I feel is kind of dumb. Nobody is going to listen to that version of the so song over the official or, like, any other version. Yeah. I mean, getting in trouble for streaming a game because it's got music in it is well eh. getting in trouble like getting copyright striked stricken struck copyright struck copyright um, stroke <laughs> no not that um for a, playing a game and the game's own soundtrack that was made for that game and then you get copyright struck for that that's so stupid yeah you hear at times like uh, people who like post videos or stuff, they'll just turn off the music just to be safe. But then you're missing like a huge part of the game. It's just silly that you have to worry about something like that. Yeah. But I, I mean, some companies, I guess, might not really like you streaming their game for some reason. Nintendo, for some reason, really doesn't like it. And they're getting kind of more strict with their music, I heard, for some reason. Even though there's no official way to stream their music, but they don't like it if you include their music in your streams. There also was, I think, a channel on YouTube that just posted Nintendo music because there was no other way to get the music and Nintendo uh, got a copyright strike and why would they and care and took it down why would they care if they're not offering their music in any way like, why, why would Nintendo care if you're pirating like a decades old game that they no longer have any official way to get that's what they do also I think at one point Nintendo was not letting you post videos on YouTube about Nintendo games unless you made like your own separate either stream or YouTube channel about specifically Nintendo games. Yeah. Uh, At one point that was a thing. The they thing, really hate the players. Yeah. The thing is Nintendo is really big on tradition and one of the traditional thing is for like especially with older people is they in the in the vegan business for some reason they just think let's players and streamers are bad for the business. I in their mind they think, oh why would you play the game if you could just watch somebody play it? Like, did you know the reason why Smash Bros. for Wii U did not have a story mode, even though the uh, Wii one did, was because uh, the Sakurai thought, like, if you could just stream the cutscenes on YouTube, there'd be no point in putting it in the game, because it wouldn't get anybody to buy it. Who the heck plays Smash for the story? I was about to argue against what you just said. Subspace 
emissary, missionary, whatever it was called in Brawl was so much fun. It was like a side-scroller thing where you would run around, but then you would also have boss fights that played out like traditional Smash gameplay. It was really, really fun. And I spent like dozens, if not like up to 100 hours, just going through the campaign over and over. But yeah, it is just stupid that some people really hate the video game streaming. I mean, for example... I wasn't even going to buy the new Pokemon games because they're a technical mess. But after watching some streams of people playing it, um, I decided, you know, this looks really fun, actually. And, you know, the technical issues are there. They're annoying. They shouldn't be like that. But there's still, like, a actually pretty solid game underneath that. Um, and that swayed me towards actually buying it. So they made money because... I saw the issues weren't necessarily as bad as people made it seem by watching the streams. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is a streamer in the game as one of the gym leaders, so yeah, hopefully there, they're coming around that. Yeah, there's literally one of the gym leaders is a streamer. They they pretty much look like a VTuber model in-game, too. And they live-stream your whole thing with them. Oh, cool. Also, I did hear that Nintendo used to only allow people i think to stream or do let's plays of their games if you like were affiliated with them if you join some sort of program i forgot what it was called it's like something where you can partner with nintendo as a let's player nintendo tries all kinds of crazy stuff that never really works out for them yeah but their music is always so good in their main games that's the problem yeah i mean pokemon music we haven't even touched on oh well Quickly before Pokemon music, I really want to get this through. I really like the main theme of the first Luigi Mansion game because not only it's... Well, for those who know, Luigi Mansion is basically Luigi uh, sucking up ghosts of the vacuum like Ghostbuster style. Uh, the music is kind of creepy, and he hums the theme while he's walking around the mansion, which is really cool. Like, sometimes you'll hear him like go, hmm, along with the theme. I mean, that's that's really fun. Cool. Yeah. Sadly, they didn't return it in 2 or 3, but maybe no. in the fourth one. Anyway, I guess we should move on to Pokemon now. Yeah, Pokemon music is pretty good. Um, especially, I want to say it was in Generation 5, I believe, like Black and White. Or if I'm remembering wrong, maybe it was Gen 4. I think, I think it was Gen 5, though, where the town themes, some of them were really, really good. Like, it really stood out. I gotta say, my favorite thing with Pokemon music was in Gen 3. There was an item you could use that would revert the sound of the music back to the Gen 1. So you could listen to like the upgraded versions or like the 8-bit tracks. And it was so cool that they were able to do that. Oh. Yeah, and I think the Pokemon Center theme has remained the same for quite a while. They just kind of remix it. Um, there was another one. that When you go into the gyms in the new game, like when you're in the lobby, they're playing... Was it just like the gym music from previous games or... So it was definitely one of the tracks. Like they were playing a heavily remixed version of it, which was actually really interesting. Like completely different instruments and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool to hear a completely different take on a track that's like easily recognizable from the games. I think it was just the the theme you normally would hear when you enter a gym. And I mean, I don't know if any of you guys have played much Legend of Zelda, but oh, even I the have. music in that those games is just so good. I love Majora's Mask main theme. Uh, I have a like a theme on the 3DS. Basically, sadly, they don't have this on the Switch, but on the 3DS, you can change the background for different themes, and it'll even come with its own music. Like you can get on that in the eShop. And I have one Majora's Mask where it plays the main theme, and it's really cool, really at 
really somber, really atmospheric, and it's just really nice to listen to. And I love Song of Storms, which is in both Majora's Mask and uh, Ocarina of Time. It's a really nice song to listen to. I think my favorite Legend of Zelda song, and this might be nostalgia because this was my first Legend of Zelda game, is The Fields of Hyrule or whatever it was called from Twilight Princess. Oh, I never played Twilight Princess. Oh, Twilight Princess was so good. But there was one time, uh, one point in the game where you're just kind of running around the open field on your horse and the music it plays there, is, it's amazing. Yeah, music is a very central part of Zelda. Like how many games where it has you play an instrument as a like gameplay mechanic? Like 90% of them, at least. If not, is there like an instrument in all of them? I know. I'm trying in to think. Between world in Link Between Worlds, there's no instrument. Oh, okay. I, in a few of them, there's not, but in most of them, yeah, there is. Especially the 3D games. Because I feel like if you're not playing the instrument, there's always like one of the main characters that's playing something. Yeah, I know. In uh, Skyward Sword, there was a harp. And I mean, even in Spirit Tracks, the train made music. Right, and in Spirit Tracks, they had this mechanic where it was like. I don't know what it's called. You know what it's instrument called? It's like a set of pipes lined out, like in a like wrapped together. Maybe a pan, pan flute. flute. I think yeah, it's a pan flute. Uh, and since it, it was a DS exclusive, it had a mic. You actually had to blow in the mic, similar how you blow in the pan flute. Oh, that was such a silly mechanic they used in some of the DS games. I, and it was so cool. I kind of hated it because it wasn't as strict as actually playing the pan flute, but it was still kind of strict. So it took me about an hour to actually blow it right because I don't. I don't really like do anything with music. Usually there was a way to kind of cheese around those mechanics, though. Like, a lot of them you could just blow into the mic and it would just be like, yeah, sure, good <laughs> enough. Speaking of RPGs, Knights of the Old Republic had amazing music. It really helped the ambience. I know we talked about, like, finding, like, videos like the ODST one. There's tons of, like, Knights of the Old Republic music, which will have something like uh, Manon. Uh, it'll have, like, that's probably the Manon theme. For the Manon planet, that's probably my favorite. Uh, if you, the the ambience one, I really like listening to, hearing the sounds of the water and just the people chatting. It's really good. I actually just saw that on YouTube yesterday as a suggestive thing. Wow. And speaking of Knights of Republic, Knights of Republic Two, the Paragus theme, I feel like really fits the atmosphere of Paragus and the storyline. For all you don't know, uh, this isn't a spoiler because Paragus is literally the first place you go to in the game. Uh, it's been over. It's the plant that's been over, or a station that's been overrun with droids, and everybody on it's dead. So the music is very like, sort of like creepy, sovereign, and like you know, like fits that whole like theme of like, why is everybody dead, sort of. Yeah, all that music really brings up, like, it really changed like the feeling and really like, just help just, the whole game in general. Yeah. And low key, it did creep me out as a kid. It's especially yeah. especially in like horror games or scary parts of games in general. I think that's when the music really can make or break it. Like, if you have, like, lame music during a scary game, you won't be as into it. But if they get you something that really hooks you into the experience, it really enhances the scariness of it. Speaking of that, you know the Jaws theme? And you ever see Jaws whenever the shark goes to kill somebody? It plays music and plays it slightly faster as time goes on. So you get that tense feeling of, oh, someone's going to die. Yeah, like builds up the anticipation. Yeah. Jaws was a pretty good movie. The whole movie had like such an awful budget, so a lot of the design choices weren't creative choices. It was more like what could we afford to do. Like yeah. uh, the whole like less is more thing is simply because they couldn't afford to have the animatronic animatronic shark throughout the whole movie, so they just show the fin most of the time. 
Yeah, you never actually, I don't think you ever actually see anybody get killed by the shark. You just see them get pulled underwater and then the water turns red. Yeah. But I mean, it's like a mainstay horror thing where everybody knows about Jaws, so obviously it worked. It was the first summer blockbuster, and a lot of beaches ended up being hurt financially because people didn't want to go into the water after they saw it. (laughs) Yeah, it gave sharks a bad name. And now there's a million shark movies. Oh, and there was like a piranha movie too. (laughs) It was basically like a Jaws movie, except with a single shark. It was a bunch of piranhas. Piranha 3D? Maybe. I don't remember the name. Anyway, uh, enough about that piranha movie. Oh, now there's one theme song I do want to get about. I feel like everyone knows about is the first theme song to Pokemon. Even if you never saw Pokemon, you probably know what the theme is. Yeah, that's that's a pretty culturally significant not one. A staple right there. Except Although, it's not even the best one. I I'm pretty fond of the Pokemon Johto theme as well. Yeah, me too. I only know the first theme. Me too. Don't sing it. We'll get. <laughs> so we've just been over this. <laughs> also, on the, on a similar vein, Digimon. Digimon. The, Digimon. the funniest thing is that yeah, the opening. It's like a weird nightclub thing, but the Japanese song is a lot better. Butterfly. I don't know if any of you ever heard it. Although I do want to point out that both Digimon and Pokemon have a rap. The Pokemon rap is so much better. Never listen to the Digi rap. It is cursed, and you will regret ever listening to it. No, it's not the Digimon opening, is it? No, it's it's uh, Digimon rap. I think was made for the opening of the Digimon movie in the United States. It's so bad. I, I never heard it. So Digimon, I I'm gonna argue, while the first opening is iconic, still not the best. Season four, Spirit Evolution, so good. It is a good theme. It just it holds up really well, whereas. The original Digimon theme, you're like, yeah, Digimon, but like, it's not a fun song to necessarily just listen to at it, any given point. It's something that could be played in a nightclub. I also think it's really weird that as the series went on for the first three series, they would just kind of change a couple words to make it yeah. fit each season. I think it's because it's cheaper. And it, they were trying to make it like, I think also they might try to make it like the theme of the show, like associate with the show, sort of, maybe. Like, know. But at one point, they changed Save the Digital World to save them deep in the world, and it's like, why? You might as well just keep digital. Well, if you're... season three was mainly on the real world. So yeah. I guess that's what the... Season mean, three is also, like, the best one. They tried. They put True. in a little extra effort to make it fit, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Although, counterpoint to what Zach was saying, I do think the first three openings of Digimon are actually good. I do like the music. I'm not yeah, saying they're, they're bad. Good. They're good openings. They it's get you hyped for the show. Yeah. But well, as a song, I prefer season four. Yeah. Well, when you get a chance, look up Butterfly if you have it. That's a pretty good That's opening pretty good. song. That's the Japanese version of the first Digimon season that we didn't get. And then in Digimon, definitely after season four, the uh, English versions got really experimental. I know one of them is like a, just a dubstep opening. Oh, no. For uh, Digimon Fusion, I think. Isn't it called Cross? Or wait, is it, it was Fu- It was Cross Wars in Japan and Fusion in America. I can kind of see why they changed the name about it, because nobody would know what Cross means. And spelled with an X. We don't usually pronounce X as a C. What is with like Japan and just putting a bunch of X's in their titles that it's don't cool. actually pronounce X? It's like well, gamer tags. What's with, what's with teenagers and putting x's in their <laughs> usernames yeah. it makes you it makes you look cool uh, so letter x is officially the cool letter yes and speaking especially of cool, if we have a lowercase and an uppercase one speaking right. of cool though 
Sonic the Hedgehog, coolest character ever. Did you guys know that Michael Jackson helped make the music for Sonic 3? Like, really? Yeah. Wow. That was like an actual thing. I think it was a myth in like the gaming sphere for the longest time that was semi-recently confirmed to have been a real thing where I think he helped make the music, then he wasn't happy with it, so he didn't want to be credited or something like that. It was it was a whole weird thing. Oh, but Sonic's got cool music, too. Slightly off topic, but fun fact. Uh, Michael Jackson appears in Yakuza 0. Wait, what? Well, not the real Michael Jackson, because he was dead before the game was made, but they do have a really good uh, Michael Jackson interpret- uh, uh like actor playing Michael Jackson and he actually plays Michael Jackson and he meets the main character and the main character helps him hero he helps him makes a music video for Thriller that's pretty cool actually yes but yeah so Sonic yeah it's got some classic soundtrack to it work that sucker to death um, but there's especially the drowning music oh no I, the second you brought up Sonic music I got PTSD from that <laughs> drowning music yeah that that's it's just so frantic really... and fast paced and you, when you hear it, you know more likely than not you are not going to make it to the surface and you are done. I lost so many lives listening to that song. Jostin right. got nothing on the Sonic <laughs> Drowning music. <laughs> also, uh, the Work Your Sucker to Death one is honestly probably my favorite song from Sonic. Also because it's one of the only songs from Sonic that I actually know. I think it's from Sonic CD. I looked it up. That's actually one of the only like 2D Sonic games I haven't played. I think I have it on my computer, but I haven't played it yet, unfortunately. Oh. It was supposed to be really good, though. Apparently, I think you can play some of the Sonic games for free on your phone from officially from Sega, just with ads. Yeah, and it's only like a dollar or two if you want to buy them without ads. Yeah. Unlike Nintendo, I feel like Sega kind of likes their fans <laughs> and, and wants them to be able to enjoy their games, because I'm constantly seeing sega packs where it's like all their old games sold on new consoles they're constantly remastering and porting and it's a lot of fun i'm pretty sure any device that's capable of playing the game sega will sell you sonic on it but it's not just sonic it's like everything oh yeah all their old stuff like on the 3ds uh, nintendo did a special promotion where they uh technically remaster older games for 3ds giving them the 3d ability uh some quality of life enhancements and some little better graphics they did like five games for it Sega did like a hundred and like well not a hundred but a lot and they did like three different packs where you can like buy a whole bunch of old games remaster specifically for 3DS on it. I mean they don't make their own hardware anymore, so they gotta jump to other platforms. Yeah, I know, but it's just that Nintendo did nothing with that whole line they were telling everyone they're gonna do it with, and then Sega just did it instead. Yeah. I guess isn't that wasn't that Nintendo's what was Sega's tagline? Sega does. Sega does what Nintendo. They still do actually. <laughs> Except for release consoles. Yes. <laughs> also, there's one song I want to talk to. It's technically not related to a piece of media. It is uh, called Crowd for a Hero by Beast in Black. Uh, it's a fan song for F- Fist of North Star. But since they don't actually have the license for Fist of North Star, they just make it ambiguous where you can kind of tell it's for the property. Like, they never actually use main character Kenshiro's name. They never use the term... Uh, Hakuto Shinken, they only ever like say uh, describe the hero like say he has seven stars on his chest like Ken does. And in fact, they actually make some fan songs for Berserk too. And it's pretty cool. Like just seeing like uh like a band like that actually has like a bunch of fans like make songs that are basically just fan songs for like their some of their favorite anime. Oh man, speaking of Fist of the North Star, how about JoJo? Ooh, yeah. well, how about Roundabout? <laughs> Yeah, JoJo's had some 
interesting music choices. Um, the original ending theme was Roundabout, which is in itself a huge meme. Yeah. And then we also got Walk Like an Egyptian or whatever. Yeah. For, when they were going to Egypt, yeah. Yeah, for Stardust Crusaders. And then for the second half of Stardust Crusaders, I think it was Last Train Home right. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And honestly, if you know like what happens, all that happens in the second part, you know why Last Train Home, the song really fits. Yeah, but in general, like the openings, all the openings are written specifically for the show. Instead of just grabbing a song that exists and just kind of making it fit. So that's always good. And they just, they put a lot into it. All the songs are really good. I love all the openings. And all the character themes. I was just going to say the yeah. character themes are all amazing. They are. They're really good. I think Jorno's character th- mm-hmm. theme, even if you don't watch JoJo, you probably know it from like a meme or something. Yeah. Or just from listening to good music. Yeah. Yoshikage Kira's theme. I know that from there's like a video of a waffle that eventually, or, or is it a piece, slice of bread? I think it's, it's a, a waffle. piece of toast. I think a piece of toast that eventually falls down and it plays Yoshikage Kira's theme until it gets to like you know the the parts. But first it's like, but when it goes to like, you know the big like when something happens in the show, then the piece of toast falls down. That's oh gosh, I'm sure there's a musical term for there is, but I don't know the crescendo. It might Maybe. be. That. Is that when when the song like builds up tempo and stuff? I think so. I mean, I haven't studied music since i was in like fourth or fifth grade so uh, it might be that but you know what i mean but i think crescendo is when it goes louder and decrescendo is when it gets quieter oh and really quickly with fist north star the opening theme you are shocked or in english you are shocked is so good it is honestly like really really good now if you're more into uh lo-fi music though i definitely got to recommend you listen to and watch uh odd taxi all the music in that show is so great. It's like a really, I feel like I've talked about it before, where we a lot did. of like really intense things happen, but the music is just so laid back and chill. So it's like a nice dichotomy there. Okay. Anyway, speaking of music with shows, you should listen and watch. Cowboy Bebop has such a good soundtrack. Again, I probably mentioned this before on the podcast, but it's so good. Even just, I like to even listen to the music sometimes just by itself. Uh, there's Bluebird which in the scene when uh, Spike's falling out the window and there's like all these flashbacks and then with that music playing, it's really good. Mushroom hunting is a really fun one with, combined with the scene. Call me. Oh, they're all so good. Like, I really also like the uh, one for the movie. Uh, I know the movie's called Knocking on Heaven's Door, but what's the song called? It's I know it has, I'm pretty sure it has Knocking in the name or something like that, but that's really good too. They're all really good. And the opening is really like a nice jazz song. Yeah, it only has like a few words. Three, two, one, let's go, and then but. Oh, let's jam. Yeah, three, two, one, let's jam. It's so good. They even made a parody of it for uh, I think it was Gumball. Was that the Cartoon Network show? Yeah, I think it's Gumball. Gumball. Gumball, yes. Uh, I almost said Gumbo. Yeah, there's a character on it called Larry. I don't really watch the show. I just saw the scene, and they and Cartoon Network itself posted, and they straight up said it was a uh, parody of Cowboy Bebop. Like yeah, I never really watched that show. That was a Watch little it. after my time. It's what? really good. But I've seen, like, the references. I'm pretty sure they also referenced JoJo at one they point. Reference, I think just they reference a lot of yeah. things. It kind of starts off as, like, a kid show. But as they got bolder, it more and more becomes not quite a deconstruction. But a lot of the stuff that happens is stuff you'd never see in a kid's show. And it addresses real-world issues. They also uh, do a parody of their own Chinese knockoff. 
like there was a show that was basically made in China that was a straight up knockoff of Gumball, and then they made a show about that show. Where they uh, meet, they're like yeah. Chinese doppelgangers. Yeah. Again, I haven't really seen it, but the clips online I've seen look pretty funny. There, I, I know there's like an episode where they're, they, Chowder kind of did this, where they're like running out of budget or something, and yep. it ends up to uh, a yeah. point, like they're trying to get to us. I forgot what exactly how they're trying to stop it, but they're trying to get to a place, and it comes to a point where you see them just running in the storyboards, like it's just they're just filming the storyboards, like they're not animating it or anything. Yeah, that's fun when they get creative like that. When Chowder did it, they just filmed the voice actors in the booth, right? Yeah, it, it like starts with. No money. You know what that means? It means no, and then it cuts to them in the booth. No animation. It's just the actors talking like in their voice, like, what do we do? And they end up doing a car wash. They actually did a car wash. And they actually like film them, yeah, like doing a car wash. Up yeah. till then, they get the money, and they'll go, we got the money back, and then it just immediately goes back to animation. That was even funnier because uh, the guy's wife was also featured there, but they were trying to get the money so she wouldn't figure out they lost the money. Well, technically, only actress knew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and... About JoJo music, I really I feel like they all really fit. Especially, I really like that the most current part, part six, that's animated. The opening theme's most different, but because like it features a female protagonist, and the I feel like the theme song kind of reflects that. I feel like the I hear the, the opening described as kind of reminds people of like, uh, like girl power music from like the early two thousands. I haven't really watched part six much yet, but I thought the theme was pretty good. Neither have I, yeah, but I've seen it on YouTube. I'm waiting until it's all done and I have time to just sit and watch the whole thing in one sitting. Yeah, you can't just split it up into, like, a few years. It's just so bad. And let's hope and pray that part seven is not on Netflix. Yeah, they're going to, like, ruin part seven and I'm going to cry because I that's one I started reading and then I never finished it. I didn't get that far into it, and I would really like to see it animated because well, it's one that a lot of people really love. I would just say wait for it to be animated, but at this point, I don't know, man. Well, at this rate, it's going to be like 2032. And even then, it'll just be like a few episodes, and you got to wait a few more months or years or whatever for a few more episodes. Yeah, um, same goes for like Attack on Titan. Still so salty. They haven't finished it yet? No. They no. did final season, and then it did final season part two, <laughs> and I'm waiting for final season part three, and I don't even know if that's going to finish it or not. It's so ridiculous. It's, it's not the and final season anymore. Each, so each one, each part of final season is like a year apart from each other. <laughs> At that point, it's not even the final season. Here's season one of, I don't know, maybe they should just call it part two, part three, or give it like a subtitle. It's not the final season anymore. It's now so it's fu- a continuation of the series in a new series called the final season. That's what it is. It's just so funny calling it final season, but then doing like part one, part two, part three. Well, the thing is, people thought it was going to be a two core final season and then a movie because what was left would have fit that. So that was why everyone was all excited for it. Then season two or part two of the final season finished and they were like, okay, hope you're ready for final season part three. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Oh, and speaking of the final, final, I mean, Air quotes. Uh, season of Attack on Titan. The themes that songs have been pretty good. I, I was say. I was about to bring that up. Yeah, the Attack on Titan theme songs are really good. The rumbling, it's yeah. coming. I know. Uh, Please don't sue me. The very first opening that became a meme. I guess might as well mention that. That not only became a meme, it like surpassed meme dumb, and I feel like people genuinely listen to that song. Yeah. Uh, now, are you talking about the rumbling? You're talking about my war. The very no, first, he's talking the very about first. oh the very yeah, the first, first one, one, the first season. Yeah. Okay. The f- so the first what three openings, three or four were linked Horizon. Yes. Which I liked the first and second ones. The third one I'm still not 
a big fan of. But then after they like stopped doing Link to Horizon, they did My War and the Rumbling. Those are so good. I I think the last Link to Horizon song kind of sounds like a combination of all their past songs for the series. Which I don't know. I guess you might not like that because it might feel a little, you know, like. I mean, almost... the entire tone of the series changes, so it's appropriate that the openings change yeah. too. Um, I know of my war. The like some people were talking about because some because all the lyrics I think, or at least most of them, are in English. But there's this part of it that just like it almost sounds like it doesn't sound like real words. So people are like debating like what it means. But the guy who wrote it, he says he was just humming those words that he made up and it sounded good in the song so he put it in like the final version i actually song. thought it was like latin or spanish or something yeah because one part almost sounds like he's saying uh justice maybe he's saying rastis or something but it's just a word he made up oh. and he just thought it sounded good in the song so he just yeah. put it in but like some people i've heard some people say they thought he said monster or, or like a bunch of other stuff oh and the other opening the rumbling one i saw a really good fan-made music video where it's sort of a parody of the rumbling itself while the songs play on it. I would suggest watching that just because how funny it is. Unless, you, I don't know if did the anime reached the rumbling yet. It must have, I'm guessing, if they have the song. Well, basically, if you do know what happens during the rumbling, at least, like, what, what's about, like, the major parts happening, not like, it doesn't show anything, like, specific. It's just who started it and what's going on. And yeah, you could watch the video without, without being spoiled. Also, speaking of anime music, I have a list. Besides JoJo. A list. Yes. Did you check it twice? Yes. Is it naughty or nice? I made that joke earlier, but it wasn't on the podcast. So they're just stealing my joke. Just let everybody know. Just so it's on the record. Well, I didn't hear you say that. I'll confirm to be the funny one. Yes. And I want to start off with Mob Psycho 100. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, my God. So, yes, the openings are all great. I even listened to the third opening even though i didn't start watching it yet oh, and that one's still really good oh wait too. did anybody here watch at least some episodes of season three no. no i'm caught up with season three i'm just gonna say if se- you spoil anything i'm not gonna spoil it i'm, I'm just gonna, gonna jump say, across this table <laughs> <laughs> season one, the season one opening actually does address stuff that happened in season three. i've heard yeah no like, yeah yeah that definitely does do but some yeah no way of knowing what it means because it's buried under a bunch of nonsense uh, unless you already know what the spoilers are. I love when openings do that, honestly. Yeah, where they spoil everything, but in a way where you only know if you see the, already know the spoilers. Yep. Yeah, and Mob Psycho, if Season 3 continues to improve, it's probably going to be my favorite anime of all time. Season 3 is really awesome, just saying. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Is it done airing yet or no? Not yet, but it's really good. Because once it's done, I'm watching it in one sitting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the all three openings are really good, and all of them are really weird too, like in a really good way. Yeah, the show itself is done in a really weird style, and they definitely got openings that reflect that. But the show yeah. is really good, so of course the openings are really good too. And like, anybody, comp- oh, I was about to say, just combining like the visuals and the music itself for the opening, it's just it's really good. Like like them both together. Yeah, um, like for example, in the second opening, they have that weird spinning carousel thing. Um, which is sort of like an animation thing. It's like in real life, you have that thing that's spinning right. around. You flash, like you strobe a light at a certain rate, and it looks like it's actually animated. Yeah, yeah. Like, all and the apparently, what the one they used in the opening is like theoretically a real working model of that too. Really? Oh, that's, like wow. if, if you had if you built it and used it, it would 
work, I think, is what I heard. Oh, that's pretty cool. So they went through the effort of, like, making one that, like, 3D modeling one that actually uses the real technique to work. Yeah. And in the third opening, I really like it. They made it a bit more dramatic, but they kept that weirdness. So it feels like all the other openings, but it feels like a good opening you'll put on the final season, which I believe season three is supposed to be the final season. So sad. I want season four, five, yeah. six, seven. Yeah, but see, it has to end eventually. It has to have an ending. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a I lot of the more. best anime don't drag on, really. Yeah, honestly, a lot of those animes without endings, like Broruto, or I pronounce his name, essentially Naruto Part 2, or technically 3 if you count Shibuya as 2, and honestly, it's kind of eh. The problem with uh, Boruto is the anime starts way before the manga does, so the first... I feel like it's 50, 60, maybe even 70 episodes of Boruto are all filler. And the f- I remember hearing a joke, like, uh, it's saying, like, uh, the show isn't good, but then, like, you'll get, like, a fanboy, like, yelling you, what, you just gotta watch, like, 70 episodes, trust me. Or, I forget well, exactly how the joke went. After they get to the fight that was in the movie that came out before, and they do that stuff, I'm pretty sure it goes straight back to, like, garbage filler. Yeah. It got so boring, I just stopped watching it. The only episodes I'm interested in seeing in Baruto is the one where he and Sasuke go back in time and meet all the kid characters back from the first series. I, I really want to watch that this arc. What? There's an arc where Baruto and Sasuke go back in time. I remember that, hearing about that. I don't know if it's because people have been saying how the old Naruto is so much better, so they have Boruto go back in time to when Naruto's a kid, and then they hang out and go on adventures and stuff. What? Yeah, but speaking of Naruto, it has a lot of openings, and sure, not all of them hit, but most of them do. It's, I, it's a pretty good selection. Fighting Dreamers is. Uh, yeah, Fighting Dreamers. Really I know good. the third one. I forget what's called because Hakura something. Haruka Kanata. Yeah, no, that's. The, yeah, the, you mean the opening the, to the tuning exams? No, not that one's good, but the one where it's like all sad opening. Oh, that Bluebird. one, yeah. Not Bluebird. It, it's the, I know what you mean. It's the one between. Uh, it's right after I think the. Our, the it's near the end of the Chung Zans yeah. and a little after. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Yeah. My least favorite Naruto ending has. There's this one where he's just standing, staring at like a Mount Ninja Rushmore, and <laughs> everything about it is just awful. Like the animation is like literally him just standing there, staring at it the whole time. I, I remember that one. It was during the Gar fights too, I think. Yeah, the, the vocals sound awful. It's just he just sounds like he's yelling. It's not and, good. and the instrument doesn't even sound that good. It sounds like he's, like, banging something. I think it's supposed to be more traditional Japanese. I think that's what they're going for. And since we're not, we're not Japanese, we eh, don't... I, I don't care what it is. It's not yeah. good. Anyway, I also really like the first opening Shibuya, the one rap one, Heroes Come Back. Yeah. yeah. I like that one. That one's yeah. really catchy. And the final opening, I think it is. Silhouette. Silhouette, yeah, it's really good. That's the final one? I think. I don't know. I didn't watch Shibuya. I only read the manga. Yeah, same. I oh, wouldn't recommend well, they start, watching it. I think they start Boruto with a Kanabun song as well. Oh. So that'd be funny if they end Naruto with a Kanabun song and start Boruto with one. Also, I think Shibun, I think it's opening 13. It's the one opening uh, when Naruto is handling a bunch of animals, talking animals, and like have flashbacks of handling of fighting those animals as a kid. You know the opening where it's like Naruto is like drowning in a river and everybody like pushes him out of the yeah, water that to fight one. Sasuke? I remember Nick telling me about that years ago. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, it was. And it's all, like, it's only shown through, like, filler episodes. I don't think you actually see it in anything canon. I mean, half of Naruto was filler. True. 
And the very first Naruto opening, I, I also really like that. Rocks. Yeah, yeah, Rocks is really good. I really wish they did the thing where, like, at the very first, last few episodes of Naruto Shibun, they made the ending, the opening theme of the first uh, of the first series, and they just changed the animation around, just, like, some of the animation around to have involved as them there when they're adults. Like, I felt like that would have been very... That would have been really cool and, like, nice to see. I mean, I know we've been talking about the openings of Naruto a lot, but the, the soundtrack itself was bopping. Yeah. Like, they, they really make you feel like a ninja. Yes. It's really good. Like, the sad music that plays whenever something, like, you know, when he's, like, on the swing or... Like, oh, I should... I should I think I should remember the name of that, but I don't. Yeah, they, they like to use that one a lot. And Tama has really good, like, opening themes. Uh, Spire, who does, like, a lot of the themes for uh, Gintama. I oh. think they're an actual, like, rock band, too, in Japan. Yeah, the song is literally called, I think, Sadness and Sorrow. Oh really? Uh, the one I was talking about? Is that it, or is that the one? The one that they like they play the during the the sad one. Yeah, the sad OST oh. song. Oh, and I really want to talk about Yu Yu Hakusho and Hunter Hunter for their music. Yu Yu Hakusho have I feel like has a very memorable opening. It technically has one opening song I think and two opening animations. The one ending theme ending theme I really like from it called Unbalanced Kiss is really good. I think it's ending three, the one that plays during the very end of the tournament and then after their fighting the evil uh, detective or soul detective, whatever. Does yeah. anybody have any music memories from Yu Hakusho? Or? Not much besides no. the opening, which both the English and Japanese version is good. It's the, sh- the same song, but sung in different languages. The ending it might even really be too. the same singer. I'm not totally sure. Also, Hunter Hunter. Fun fact with Hunter Hunter, if you mix up any opening song with any of the opening visuals, it'll still match up. <laughs> Wait, really? That's so cool. That, that, yeah. Um, for those who don't know, that's a joke hunter hunter has one opening th- song because after they used it in the fir- in the first season the author really the author of the manga really liked it so he just kept it yeah i think that's just his preference I right mean, i did that with hunter it's uh, a good opening Yuhaku, it's really good yeah also the one ending hunting for your dreams you know the one where it shows the all the members of phantom trope it's like really good it opens with a really nice guitar rift that was probably some of my favorite parts of the episode is like at the ending uh they'll start playing the ending song but it, the show's still going on so you just hear the narrator say, like, oh, this is what happened. Or, this could happen next. And you just hear, like, the guitar going off. So for anime openings, there's one I got to bring up. I do not like One Piece. I'm very vocal about that. I have not watched a lot of One Piece because it never really dragged me in. But We Are is probably in, like, my top five favorite openings. The uh, Japanese version, the English version, and the Four Kids version, all three are fantastic. Oh, yeah. Pirate Four- rap. But yeah. four kids have an actual version oh, no. of We Are. Yeah, they just yeah. never used. Yeah, it. I thought. They never yeah. used it. I guess they thought oh, kids today love rap, pirate rap. It is. I, Which fun fact about the pirate rap? Uh, I saw a video of the guy who made it. He said he worked with uh, I uh, CeeLo Green, I believe. Josh, did you ever see this? Yeah, lost my favorite JoJo stand. Yeah. Uh, he, speaking of JoJo stands, he also worked with what was the JoJo stand that just like ate the plane oh, in part five? Uh, big? Notorious Big. Yeah, he, he's, I think he also said he worked it. with Notorious Big. Yeah, he worked with some big names in, like, the industry, and he was saying, like, uh, I think he also worked on, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! music. Like, he has this whole video talking about it. It's really interesting. Now, I... Ooh, Yu-Gi-Oh! music, oh, where yeah. it's a fusion of, like, modern anime and then Egyptian soundtrack also. Yeah, really good. That was so cool. I will say, I think back then, a lot of the companies handling anime just thought kids like rap, because GT, uh, instead of using an English version of their Japanese theme, they made a rap for Which it. Which they did end up actually dubbing 
the actual song when it came to like uncensored yeah. like home release but on tv yeah they showed a rap version yeah Ooh, there's actually a couple video games i forgot to mention um one soundtrack i really like is payday 2 with simon vickland excellent uh it's committing crime the video game <laughs> uh great soundtrack it bops and of course one of the best soundtracks in any video game undertale Oh, wow, yeah, I can't believe I didn't mention Undertale. Music is really good in that game. Yeah, and he's in like, Pokemon now. It's like lo-fi, well, not lo-fi, but like really basic, like beeps and boops, but he makes it so good. I don't know how he does it. And yeah, um, he was in Pokemon Sword and Shield as one of the songs, but he's now like the main raid battle music in Scarlet and Violet, which is amazing. So when you do raids, it's a big endgame activity. You'll hear his music every time, and I'm so happy for that. Oh Yeah, that is really cool. And it looks like we're just about out of time. So I would like to ask everyone here, is there one soundtrack from a movie, game, anime, live action, or anything that really stood out to you for whatever reason? Uh, Also, uh, thank you for listening. I'm Joshua. I'm Nick. I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, Find us on Spotify, on uh, Apple, on Google, and follow us on Twitter. And thank you for listening. See you next week.